0: Hello, I'm Scott Millis, senior pastor here at Living Word Family Church, and I'd like to welcome you to our podcast. We want to thank you for joining us today, and we hope that today's message encourages you and equips you in your walk with Christ. Here's today's message. Hey, friends, welcome to Wednesday night. Glad you could join in tonight. We're so pleased to be alive in Christ. I don't know if you know anything else, but if you know Christ, you, you know everything you need to know. Amen. 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 I hope you've been watching on Sunday. God's doing some wonderful things. The service Sunday was great. The message was great on healing, but God's still a miracle working God. There were there were words going forth, there were a healing line, and we've gotten reports back already of people getting delivered from some things that the words were about. So please tune in on, on uh, Sunday morning. And if you have didn't see it, go back online, get on our website and, and, and plug in, because it's important that we uh, know what God's Word says about it, so many different things, but last week I was talking to you, and I'm going to continue this week, about living in the Spirit, and tonight's message is called Living Full of the Spirit on a regular basis, and, and that's what they did in the first church, and that's what they uh, we should do today. Uh, over in, in Romans, I'm going to read some of the scriptures I read last week, but I'll, I'll speed it up a little bit today. Romans 8, 5, and 6 says, For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh, but those who live according to the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. In order to live spiritually minded, you've got to be filled with the Spirit. You can't just be living in the flesh all the time. I mean, we are in the flesh, but we're supposed to live in the Spirit. And Jesus, Jesus came... And he said, uh, told them to wait in Jerusalem until you be endued with power from on high, the promise of the Father. And we see that first church uh, were, was doing that very thing. They were in the upper room waiting for the, the bapt, really the baptism of the Holy Spirit when this Holy Spirit came to earth. And we see that in, in Acts chapter 2, verses 1 through 4. It says on the day of Pentecost, which is, really just means that 50, 50 days after uh, that uh, came, and, and he filled them full of the Holy Spirit. So it's important that that's the way the church started, and that's the way we're to be today. This hasn't passed away, my friends. And then over we see uh, Peter, when he and John raised the lame man, and then Peter had to speak to the religious people of the day. How many of you know there are, there are detractors, there are those that are religious people that whole groups of people uh, uh, um, denominations don't believe in it being filled with the spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues but that's what the scripture says but it goes on to say that they peter filled with the holy spirit began to speak and <laughs> to those religious people of that day how many of you know if you if you are filled with the spirit you can open your mouth and he'll give you the words to say isn't that a blessing today well he was filled and then we see over in acts chapter uh, 6, where it says uh, they were, they, the disciples and the apostles were waiting on uh, the Hellenists and the, the widows, and they were spending all their time doing that. Now, they weren't too good to do that, but they were spending so much time there that they didn't have time for the word and for prayers, which was vital for the, the, for the church to grow. So it said in Acts chapter uh, 6, verse 3, therefore, he said, Brethren, seek out from among you seven men of good reputation or good report, full of the Holy Spirit and wisdom. I mean, you know, we, you can be filled with the Holy Spirit and speak in tongues and still not have a lot of wisdom. So we need to have people that are both. They are filled with the Holy Spirit and wisdom. And he says, whom we may appoint over this business. And so they did that. And then it went on to say that what was the result of that? that? The church began to grow daily. They begin to add to the church daily. And then they, those, some of those people they picked out were Peter and, and Philip and others. And Stephen went, was a table waiter, but he did signs and wonders. Isn't that amazing? He did signs and wonders. He wasn't wasn't called, uh, he didn't have a big name. He wasn't a pastor, a teacher. He was a table waiter filled with the Holy Spirit. So that tells us, me, wherever you're at, whatever you're doing, if you're filled with the Holy Spirit, you you can work and do what Jesus said to do, like over in John 14, 12. The works that I've done, you shall do also, and even greater works, because I go to the Father. But we must be filled with the Spirit. This day and this hour, to stay continually filled with the Spirit. And then we see uh, uh, over in Acts 13, Paul is filled with this it said, filled with the Holy Spirit, and the sorcerer, Elamus, one to be filled. <laughs> Why he just wanted to he just wanted to use it. He was a sorcerer. He wanted to have that ability to make money and and show people he had no. And Paul said he he was blinded for a time, but then over in Acts ten thirty eight we know what it said. How God anointed Jesus with the Holy Spirit and power. Wow! If he anointed Jesus, Jesus had to be anointed to do that with the Holy Spirit and power. We must be too. And what, what was the result of him being filled? Who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil. Why? For God was with him. How many, how many of you want to be so filled with the spirit that you're doing the will of God? I think everybody, you know, it, we hear, well, that if he wants me to have it, he'll give it to me. You know, he's already given us the Holy Spirit. He says, you, you desire him. And the proof of desire is in pursuit. If you pursue him, he'll fill you full with the spirit. I remember back in 1980 in uh, Pastor Larry and Pam's home, uh, Pastor Larry was teaching on the, the fullness of the spirit and the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And I got baptized in the spirit that night. You know, life began to change for me because you know why? These scriptures begin to open up to me like they'd never been before. They'll do that, it'll do that same thing for you. Now, if we're to be like Jesus and do the works that he said we would do and go about doing good, we must be filled with the Spirit on a continual basis. Uh, if we're to do the works Jesus said, we are to be not, not just ordinary people. We are ordinary people, but we're ordinary people filled with the Spirit. Over in Ephesians. Ephesians 9, uh, 5.18, it says this. Do not be drunk with wine, which is dissipation, but be filled continually with the Spirit. Continually filled the overflow with the Spirit. I'm saying all this because we're living in a day and an hour where God needs us to be, <laughs> to stand in the gap for those that are lost and hurting, dying, sighing. We're living in a uh, uh, on the edge, uh, on the brink, so to speak. Our nation... Our world? Oh, you don't have to spend more than five minutes watching any newscast and you know this we're in, in trouble, big trouble. And God's looking for people that will stand in and pray and, and seek his face. But praying in the Holy Ghost is important. To be filled with the Holy Ghost is important. I want to read a little something. I think I probably used this before, but out of Smith Wigglesworth book. Smith Wigglesworth, if you've never heard of him, he was a he was a <laughs> uh apostle of faith so to speak in the late uh mid uh early 1900s until the 40s i think he passed away in the 40s this book is called every increasing faith and he was a plumber in in england that uh for years he was a soul winner but he was a plumber and he couldn't read he only learned to read because his wife taught him how to read the bible and that basically, that's all he'd ever bring into his house. But he was known to have raised, uh, I don't know, 17 to 20 people from the dead. I mean, this is a, 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 an article that, that it came out that was testified to that was reported. And anyway, he writes in this book concerning spiritual gifts and, and the power of God. It is impossible to overestimate the importance of being filled with the Spirit. It is impossible for us to meet the conditions of the day, this day right now, to walk in the light as he is the light, to subdue kingdoms and work righteousness and bind the power of Satan unless we are filled with the Holy Spirit. Now, in another part of this book, he says this, the most important thing, the one thing that counts is to see that we are filled with the Holy Spirit, filled to overflowing Anything less than this is displeasing to God. We are commanded by God to be filled with the Spirit. Did you hear that? We are commanded by God to be filled with the Spirit. Repeatedly in these scriptures, it'll say, be filled with the Spirit. We're commanded by God to be filled with the Spirit. And in the measure you you fail of this, you are at that far short of the plan of God. The Lord will have us moving on us from faith to faith, from glory to glory, from fullness to overflowing. It is not good for us to be even thinking in the past tense, but we should be moving on to the place uh, where we dare believe God. He has declared that after the Holy Spirit has come upon us, we shall receive power. You can do that tonight. If you have never done that, you can do that tonight. You ask If you're born again, you're, uh, you've asked Jesus into your life, ask him to fill you full of the Holy Spirit. Amen. It goes on to say, he has declared that the Holy Spirit has come upon us and we shall receive power. I believe there's an avalanche of power from God to be apprehended if we will but catch the vision. Wow, catch the vision of what he has for us. Paul wrote at one time, I will now come to visions and revelation. God has put in us a place where he expects us to have the latest revelation, the revelation of that marvelous fact, Christ in us, and what it really means. We can apprehend Christ fully only as we are filled and overflowing with the Spirit of God. We must be continually filled with the Spirit of God. This is so important, my friends. Only, our only safeguard from dropping back in our natural mind from which we never get anything is to be filled and yet filled again with the Spirit of God and to be taken on to visions and revelations on a new line. The reason why I emphasize this, this is Wigglesworth, the importance of the fullness of the Holy Spirit is I want to get you beyond all human plans and thoughts into the fullness of the vision, into the full revelation of the Lord Jesus. Do you want rest? It is in Jesus. Do you want to be saved from everything the devil is bringing up at these last times? Receive and continue continue in the fullness of the Holy Spirit. And he will, he will ever be revealing to you all, that all you need for all times in Christ Jesus, your Lord. I desire to emphasize the importance of the Spirit's ministration and the, and the manifestation of the Spirit, which is given to every man to profit with all. As you yield to the, whole, uh, the Spirit of the Lord, he has power over your intellect, over your heart, and over your voice. The Holy Spirit has power to unveil Christ and to project the vision of Christ upon the canvas of your mind. And then he uses your tongue to glorify and magnify him in a way that you can never do apart from the Spirit's power. Wow, what a powerful uh, uh, reading there. What a powerful thing. He wants us to be filled with the Spirit. In John 7, uh, 37 38, he wants us to be filled. He who believes in me, the scripture has said out of his belly Shall flow rivers of living water. Living water, what would that be? Something that brings life to other things. Something that's been dead can live again. You can bring hope to the hopeless, amen? You can bring uh, encouragement to those that are discouraged and and in depression. Do you ever think about that? Be filled with the Spirit. How do you continually be filled with the Spirit? Well, over in Jude, it says this, building yourself up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Praying in 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 tongues and praying in the spirit will build you up. Well, what do we need build up? Because listen, we can get run down real quick with what's going on in the world today, our own our own lives. Many times we have things that the Lord will help us when we're filled with the Spirit. And over and um, I'll read. I'm going to read this prayer tonight because it's you can read uh, along with Ephesians the one prayer and Ephesians. The three, there's a, there's a prayer that says Paul's praying for the church. I mean, you know, it's important that you can be baptized in the spirit and, 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 uh, be born again, but you still need to know more things. God's looking for, give us more things. But in Ephesians chapter three, and I, I, some time ago, the Holy spirit revealed to me, uh, it's been, uh, uh, probably a month and a half ago. Uh, I went home We'd had a service here on Sunday, and I may have said this before, but there was a tongue and interpretation, and Pam had the interpretation, and she was talking about uh, God doing greater things. But she said at the end of that, uh, she says, "You ain't seen nothing yet." That's what the Holy Spirit was saying. Well, I went home and I was, I was doing a couple different things. I, I have a tendency to to uh, watch TV and re- watch my tablet, watching preaching or whatever on my tablet and have a ball game on or whatever. And I don't think I give uh, concentration to either one of them very much. It's just, but anyway, I'm, and all of a sudden the Holy Spirit said to me, he said, begin to expect greater things. Begin to expect more of, of my spirit to moving in your life. And And then it came to me to begin to read Ephesians chapter 1, and the prayer in in Ephesians chapter 1, and the one in in chapter 3 in uh, the Amplified, because it really brings out the things we need to know. But in this chapter 3, and I'll read chapter 1 at a different time, maybe today if we have time, this is something you need to pray for yourself, pray for the body of Christ, pray for, uh, you know, your loved ones, Because God wants to reveal himself in a greater way than ever before, especially in this day, in this hour. Please, come on. Here's what it says. Paul's been explaining the mystery of of God and what he's done. And he says, for this reason, he said, for this reason, I'm going to read it from the Amplified, grasping the greatness of this plan, by which Jews and Gentiles are joined together in Christ, I bow my knee in reverence before the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now you listen, if if Paul bowed his knee in reverence, we should too. We ought to have reverence for the things of God at all times. And it goes on to say, from which the whole family in heaven and on earth derives its name, God, the first and ultimate Father. May he grant you. Now you can say, may he grant me, may he grant my loved ones, may he grant Living Word Family Church. I pray this for Living Word Family Church, that he may grant you are living word family church out of the riches of his glory to be strengthened and spiritually energized with power how'd you like to be spiritually energized where you're on top of the, your game so to speak because the holy spirit is leading you and guiding you and energizing you amen amen with power through his spirit in your inner self indwelling in your innermost being and personality listen christ in us amen that Christ may dwell in your hearts through your faith and you may be, may you having been deeply rooted and securely grounded in love. You ever think about being rooted and grounded in something where you know beyond, you know that you know that you know about what God is and who he is and who he is in you? That's being uh, rooted and grounded. Uh, We need to be rooted and grounded in this word and by the power of his spirit this day, and grounded in what? In love. Listen, my friend, love. (laughs) Go over and read the 13th chapter of 1 Corinthians. What love is. The love of God that's been shed and brought in our hearts by the Holy Ghost. And you know what? You'll hear people say, well, I have faith. But you know what? Faith doesn't work unless you have love. Amen? And we want to be rooted and grounded in the love of God, in Christ Jesus. Amen? It goes on to say be fully uh, capable of comprehending. Do you ever think about this? With all the saints, comprehending God's people with the the width and the length and the height and the depth of what? His love. How many of you know love will conquer <laughs> all? Love never fails. That's what it says in 1 Corinthians 13. Love never fails. But now you can comprehend. You know, sometimes we 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 don't get the fullness of god we fall back into old habits or we don't we don't get delivered from things we need to be delivered from why because we're not walking in the love god uh love walk maybe uh maybe other people maybe you know some people that are having a hard time getting over something because maybe you know i was fortunate enough even though i was kind of i always tell people i was kind of the black sheep in my family i was raised going to church but i never accepted christ so later but i had parents that were good parents Maybe some of you didn't have good parents. Maybe some of you did have a, uh, had a really tough upbringing. But when you know the love of God, you can surpass all of that stuff. You can walk out of that stuff. And it, when you pray this prayer for yourself and for others, guess what? You're helping them get to a place where they can come to realize the love of God, how he loves us, oh, how he loves us. But it says, fully comprehend that, fully comprehend and, and it says his love, fully experiencing that amazing, endless love. I don't know what you're going through tonight. I don't know where you've been. But listen, God loves you so much that he gave his very own son, Jesus Christ, for you. Gave him for me, but he gave him for you. And when you accept him, he can begin to change your life like never before. And it becomes Christ in us now becomes the hope of glory. Knowing him... And the power of his resurrection is one of the most powerful things we could ever know. And it's, it's an ongoing that we may come to know practically through personal experience, the love of Christ, the love of Christ, which passes knowledge. Did you know that love of Christ will pass uh, any kind of knowledge you have in this life? It says far surpass mere knowledge without experience that you may be filled up throughout your being to all the fullness of God so you may be able to have the richest experience of God's presence in your life, completely filled and flooded with God himself. Wow. Is that powerful? Read these scriptures, pray these scriptures over yourself, over your family. Listen, this this is so powerful. Paul is saying to this born again, spirit-filled church that there's more there's more. You want to go deeper in the things of God. We don't want to say on a surface. It said rooted and grounded. <laughs> listen, it's like the, the, and I just thought of the, house, the man had built his house on the sand. Everything, the foundation was on the sand. When the winds came and the storms came, it blew the place away. But listen, if you build it on a solid foundation, rooted and grounded in the things of God, you'll begin to comprehend his, his very love for you and it'll cause you to act different. It'll cause you to live different. It'll cause you to say, Lord, use me, but fill me with your spirit being continually filled because we, listen, my friends, we need people today that can intercede and stand in the gap for the loss, the hurting, the dying, the sign, the craziness that's going on in the world. And you know what? We can't do that without the power of the Holy Ghost. But she said, well, I'm not called, to, I'm not the pastor, I'm not the minister. Listen, we're all called to the Ministry of Reconciliation. And we're all called to the Great Commission. Listen, wherever you're at today, I don't care what your past life has been. If you know Jesus, you have a commission. And that commission is to go into all the world. That doesn't mean you have to go to China. You don't mean somewhere else. You go where you, where you live, go into your world and preach the gospel. Amen. And these signs that follow those who believe in my name, Oh, go read Mark 16, Matthew 28, and in my name you shall cast out devils. You'll speak with new tongues. If you lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. All those things will begin to happen in your life. You say, "Well, I'm, I'm just, I'm just a whatever uh, my profession is. I, I just don't, I'm not no." you are born again, you're to be filled with the spirit and act like and walk like Jesus did. Each one of us, I'm speaking to myself tonight, we have to continue to do that. And the more we need today, this day and this hour, we need people filled with the Holy Ghost, praying and interceding in the spirit, because this is the power of God gave the church, one voice, one pure language, the Holy Spirit's language. Amen. Amen. And I'm telling you, we really need that today. How much time do I have, Director? You got about 10 minutes. I want to tell you, Saturday, at men's prayer, I, I I did you ever think about partnering with God? You ever think about partnering when you pray in the Spirit? You're partnering with God. Over in Romans 8, 26, it says the spirit will help us pray when we don't know what to pray. Over in uh, 1 Corinthians 14, it says when we pray in an unknown tongue, we pray uh, not mysteries unto God. So hidden things, the uh, the uh, uh, things that we don't know about, we're praying and making uh, unto God. Well, I woke up uh, Friday night or Saturday morning, actually, early in the morning <clears throat> And I felt impressed the, the praying in the spirit, in tongues. So I began to do that. And the Lord reminded me of three different occasions that that uh, uh, I remembered there was direct uh, affiliation with speaking in tongues. And one of them was uh, Norman Williams, <clears throat> who was in our church back in the old building years ago. He was a businessman and he was in the plane crash in Canary Islands where two planes ran together in the fog on the ground. One was taken off and one was just uh, going down the runway. 500 and some people were killed. Biggest plane crash in the history of uh, aviation. And so his mom and his his sister and his um, brother-in-law were Pentecostal people. In other words, they were filled with the spirit and believed in praying in spirit. Well, his mom woke up in the middle of the night she called her daughter and said and son law and said we need to pray for norman there's something wrong but they didn't know how to pray so what did they do they began to pray in the holy ghost in the spirit with tongues so they were praying in tongues and at that same time is when that plane crash happened well he had a friend with him and and the the fireball came down to the to the cabin so big that it it literally killed his friend and burnt all sorts of people but they're at the last moment, there was a hole in the fuselage above him. He was translated out of that. Now, I don't know how that happened, but God protected him. And he ended up getting saved from that. Why? Because his mother didn't know what to pray. But she was filled with the Spirit and began to pray in the Spirit. Listen, this is why we need to be filled with the Spirit. That's why we need to know the love of God. Because we can pray for those we don't even care about, <laughs> don't even like. Why? Because we love them because God loves them, amen? And another instance was Pastor Hagen was in the army and, and Brother Hagen was woken, woke up one night and, and I don't know where Pastor Hagen was, I think he was a, in another country and they were out goofing around riding motorcycles and and the motorcycle he was riding went off, the back wheel went off a cliff and was about to go down and Brother Hagen got awakened in the middle of the night and began to pray. He, says he knew he had to pray for Ken, whatever, was going on. Well, they found out within a short amount of time, the next day or two, that what had happened, and they put the time together and when he had been praying in the spirit, that motorcycle's wheel came back on the pavement and he was saved. Now, what's that tell me? That tells me we can be partnering with God when we pray in the Spirit and be filled with the Spirit. You can you can you can work along the lines that God wants you to work when you're filled with the Holy Spirit. That's why it's important to pray these prayers. First Corinthians uh, uh, or Ephesians chapter one talks about uh, that, that I pray that you'd have a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. The eyes of our understanding be enlightened, you know? Why? Because we need to know what the will of God is. And many times we don't know, but we can pray in the spirit and begin to see it happen. But we can't do that unless we're continually filled with the spirit. Amen? Say that tonight. I I wanna be filled to overflow. Holy Spirit, fill me tonight in Jesus' name. There was another instance in that. It was more of a personal thing. In the old days, Pastor Pam and Larry would do counseling in their home. They had a couple in their home that had some marital problems. And, and uh, if I remember right, this one man, uh, the man was, uh, he wasn't cooperating. He was, <laughs> was kind of like, almost like a demon manifests itself. And they weren't getting any breakthroughs. And I remember waking up about eleven fifteen that particular night, and I just had this burden to pray in the Holy Spirit. I prayed in the Holy Spirit. And the next day or so, Pastor Larry was telling me about this situation. He said, we just couldn't make inroads. And about the same time I've been praying in the spirit is when they had a breakthrough with that man. Listen, don't tell me you can't partner with God and be a blessing to others. You can stand in, in the gap for those that are lost, hurting, and, and, and dying. You can stand in the gap for our nation, for our world this day, and this hour, and God's looking for us. He's commissioned us, and he says, go forth and fulfill your commission, amen? You have a mission. Jesus was had a mission, and he fulfilled his. We're to fulfill ours, amen? So tonight, I would encourage you, read those prayers on a regular basis, daily basis for your family, for this church, for what's going on, and be filled to overflow with the Holy Spirit so you can live in the Spirit, amen? Amen, let us pray. Father, I, I, I'm excited about what you're doing on the earth today. I'm excited and, and, and how privileged we are to be not only be born again on our way to heaven, but to be standing here in the gap, being filled with the Holy Ghost and power, going about doing good, helping those around us come to know you. May we know the love of God, which passes, it says, pure knowledge mere knowledge. Lord, may we know that. May everyone in the sound of my voice begin to speak to themselves, begin to speak to the spirit of God. Fill me to overflowing that I might know you. As Paul said, to know you and the power of your resurrection, no greater thing can we do is to be filled with your spirit and be going going about doing good as Jesus did. So we thank you for that. Give you all the praise in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Be blessed. I'll see you next time.